everyone. Welcome to the My Nights Are Booked podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and today we're going to be talking about The Vampire Lestat. Now, AMC has been releasing so much content about Interview with the Vampire, and there is so much to take in. There's interviews and behind-the-scenes features, and lately they've been putting out this whole sequence of character portraits, and the first one that came out was on The Vampire Lestat. So as I was prepping for a podcast about it. They released the one on Louie. So you can imagine that I'm going to have an episode about Louie. And I'll also have an episode about Claudia and Daniel as well, and any other characters that happen to pop up in these portraits. But today is special. Today's uh, I'm recording this on September 28th, and uh, I'll be releasing it on t- September 28th. And today in New York, AMC hosted a summit with a bunch of different uh, different shows and members of casts from their different shows and, and showrunners. And um, there was some big news. Obviously, the big news of the day is that Interview with the Vampire was renewed for season two. And I couldn't be more happy to know that going into the series, everybody can be reassured that this is a vibrant and exciting universe and we're just at the ground floor this is just the the foundation is being laid so by giving the series a green light for a new season it's telling fans that amc is committed to the product they're committed to the show and we're going to be able to have years and years and years of vampire content uh which is fantastic and uh so i'm really excited about that so congratulations to the cast and crew for landing season two and um, doing it ahead of the season one premiere. So it's it's really exciting. Um, but today I wanted to talk about Lestat. Now in this promo, it starts out with Lestat saying that he was born in 1760. He's 180 years old. And uh, with a little smile, he notes that he'll be 180 in, uh, in November. And uh I, he also, you know, it, there's little, is there, there's a whole montage of Lestat and clips from throughout the series. And uh, at one point he says, I'm a lot. And I think anyone who's familiar with the character knows that Lestat is the epitome of extra. When you hear people say, oh my God, that person's so extra. I mean, Lestat is extra to the nth degree. He is so extra. But that's what we love about him, right? He's he's the brat prince. He's he's known as L'Enfant Terrible. He's the 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 vampire who gets himself into all kinds of trouble. But we love him for that. We love that about Lestat. So it's actually really um, it's really fun to see the series leaning into the character in this way, as opposed to just keeping it from Louis's perspective from Interview with a Vampire. They're definitely embracing a more global Lestat, who is, uh, you know, kind of the sum of all of the Vampire Chronicles instead of just this one story. So it's really fun to see. Before we dive into the character, though, I just want to kind of talk a little bit about Sam Reed. He's, you know, obviously the the actor who's bringing Lestat to life. And um, he's, uh, he's an Australian. He was born in New South Wales, and he actually trained in London. He went to the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Arts. And from there, his career has just taken off, and he's been in, in a variety of things, most recently the newsreader. Uh, he also starred as John Glenn in the Ast- Astronaut Wives Club, and he was also in Bell. 
Now, he's not, uh, you know, for some people, they're saying, I've never heard of Sam Reed. You know, he doesn't have the, the, the name that Jacob Anderson has. And, you know, Jacob Anderson obviously was on Game of Thrones and um, was on the series for a number of years. And uh, this is, you know, a, another franchise for Jacob. But what I love about the fact that Sam Reed is, I don't want to say he's a relative unknown, but he is, he isn't a huge, huge superstar. He's not a Tom Cruise playing the character. And the, the good thing about this, the, the thing that, that really makes a lot of sense is that if they are developing this series into the whole, you know, if they're going through all of the books, that means years and years and years dedicated to this role. I mean, look at, look at Norman Reedus on The Walking Dead. He's been on The Walking Dead 11 seasons and he loves it. He's, he's going to be in the spinoff. There's, I mean, they're, they're, the, the character is going to continue. Uh, Daryl Dixon will continue. But the, the thing that you have to, to think about these days, when you sign on to a franchise, it's not just one or two seasons. It's usually years and years and years. And I just heard on, on uh, I was listening to Sirius XM the other day, and they were talking about the pursuit of the new James Bond actor. And one of the requirements is that whoever gets the role has to commit for like 10 to 12 years. And you think back, you know, think back to, um, to the Marvel actors, you know, the MCU as they were building the Avengers and, and you have, you know, actors who have been with the franchise for 10, you know, over 10 years at this point. So it, I think it's really good that they went with someone like Sam Reed because his star is building and he's just taking off because let's face it, Lestat has more of a story than Luis. So at this point, you know, it'll, it, I'm sure we're going to see a lot of Louis in the, in the, the overall series, but we won't see as much Louis as we'll see Lestat. So it's a good thing that, you know, I think that, that Sam Reed is, is a great choice because he'll be able to stick around and he embodies the character so well that I just, I can't picture anyone else in the role. And he just, he absolutely nails it. What I also, you know, I, I will point out because again, all of this stuff is happening today, but there's a, there's a recent, um, I think it's Esquire magazine did a feature on, on Sam and Jacob. And if you look at them, if you look at their characters, I noticed this when I was at Comic-Con, when I was at, you know, at the panel at Comic-Con and the press press conference, they're, they're, they look the part, which means they're probably going to go back to filming soon. So, you know, Sam has his, his, shoulder length hair, Louis's hair or Jacob Anderson's hair is, is kind of the same length that it is in the, in the trailer and in the series. So I think that's a really good sign. That means that, you know, now that they've got the green light officially, I, I think the scripts are, are either they've been written or they're close to being written. Um, but I would imagine that production will start fairly soon so that we can get another season in, you know, next fall. So really exciting stuff coming out of AMC today. So I just wanted to take a moment to, to talk about that. Um, and what I really wanted to do is, you know, after seeing this promo, it really made me think about all of the different ways that we see Lestat. And uh, so I went back and I was looking through, through the books. And when Lestat makes his appearance, it's really interesting to see how he's described 
by the different characters. And uh, when he makes his appearance in Interview with a Vampire, um, he first appears when Louis is is kind of suffering from, you know, the death of his his brother, and he's he's having some health issues, and you know, no one really knows what's wrong with him. And so when Lestat shows up. He isn't really sure, you know, is he another doctor? Is he dreaming? Like, what's going on? And he says, He came in from the courtyard, opening the French doors without a sound. A tall, fair-skinned man with a mass of blonde hair and a graceful, almost feline quality to his movements. And gently, he draped a shawl over my sister's eyes and lowered the wick of the lamp. She dozed there by, beside the basin and the cloth with which he, she'd bathed my forehead. And she never once stirred under that shawl until morning. But by that time, I was greatly changed. What was this change? asked the boy. The vampire sighed. He leaned back against the chair and looked at the walls. At first, I thought he was another doctor, someone summoned by the family to try to reason with me. But this suspicion was removed at once. He stepped by the, close to my bed and leaned over so that his face was in the lamplight. And I saw that he was no ordinary man at all. His gray eyes burned with an incandescence, and the long white hands with, which hung by his sides were not those of a human being. I think I knew everything in that instance, and all that he told me it was only aftermath. What I mean is, the moment I saw him, saw his extraordinary aura, and knew him to be no creature I'd ever known, I was reduced to nothing. That ego which could not accept the presence of an extraordinary human being in its midst was crushed. All my conceptions, even my guilt and wish to die, seemed utterly unimportant. I completely forgot myself. And then he goes on to use the expression, from then on I only ex experienced only increasing wonder, which, as you know, the first episode of Interview with a Vampire is titled In the Throes of Increasing Wonder. So that's where that quote comes from. So that's Louis upon seeing Lestat for the first time. And I think that's such an interesting way of, of kind of describing him because he knew right away that he was in the presence of something, of a creature that was larger than life and, and definitely not all the way human. And I think that that really says something. Moving on, um, later in 1998, when the vampire Armand was published, um, Armand sees describes how he saw Lestat in those first the his first meeting with Lestat, and that meeting was um, you know long before Claudia and Louis came along to to Paris. He was there first, and Armand at this point knows that there's a time limit on the Théâtre de Vampire. I'm not going to try and speak French for you guys. I can, but it just it. I stumble on the words because I speak Spanish more than French. So, yeah. But the theater of the vampires. He knew that there was a time limit on it. And when Lestat arrived, he knew that Lestat was probably going to be the, the catalyst that changes a lot of things. And he starts out by saying, It was the vampire Lestat. It wasn't his fault. Had one of us been able to strike him down one night, break him apart with his own fancy sword and set him ablaze, we might have had a few more decades of our wretched delusions. But nobody could. He was too damned strong for us. And then he goes on to talk about how Lestat was made and uh, that he was made, you know, by the vampire Magnus. And, and he had, uh, he just had all of these powers and, and inherited 
kind of this legacy, even though he didn't know his maker for very long. Um, he says this Lestat, aged 20 in mortal years, an errant and penniless country aristocrat from the wild lands of Avern, who had thrown out over custom and respectability and any hope of court ambitions, of which he had none anyway, since he couldn't even read or write, and was too insulting to wait on any king or queen, who became a, a who became a blonde-haired celebrity of the Boulevard Gutter Theatricals, a lover of men and women, a laughing, happy-go-lucky, blindly ambitious, self-loving genius of sorts. This Lestat, this blue-eyed and infinitely confident Lestat, was orphaned on the very night of his creation by the ancient monster who made him, bequeathed to, to him a fortune in, secret, in a secret room in a crumbling medieval tower, and then went into the eternal comfort of the ever-devouring flames. And then he and he finishes out that state that uh, that paragraph. He says he destroyed us. He destroyed me. Lestat was a he was an iconoclast. He was somebody who who was a breaker of traditions and a creator of new traditions. And you really get that sense in the Vampire Armand. You really see how much Lestat was able to do. And later in the book, <clears throat> he. Armand is kind of detailing all of the vampires that are still around. And he goes on to say that, um, he goes on to say that, uh, he says, there is Lestat, first and foremost, the author of four books of his life and his adventures comprising everything you could ever possibly want to know about him and some of us. Lestat, ever the maverick and laughing trickster, six feet tall, a young man of 20 when made, with huge warm blue eyes and thick flashy blonde hair, square of jaw with a generously beautifully shaped mouth, and skin darkened by a sojourn in the sun, which would have killed a weaker vampire. A ladies' man, an Oscar Wildean fantasy, the glass of fashion, the most bold and disregarding dusty vagabond on occasion, loner, wanderer, heartbreaker, and wise guy, Dubbed the brat prince by my old master. Yes, imagine it. My Marius. Yes, my Marius, who did indeed survive the torches of the Roman coven. Dubbed by Marius the brat prince, through in whose court, though in whose court, and by whose divine right and whose royal blood I should like to know. Lestat, stuffed with the blood of the most ancient of our kind, indeed the very blood of the eve of our species, some five to seven thousand years, the survivor of her Eden, a perfect horror who, emerging, emerging from the deceptive poetical title of Queen Akasha of those who must be kept, almost destroyed the world. He closes that out by saying, Lestat, not a bad, bad friend to have, and one for whom I would lay down my immortal life, one for whose love and companionship I have oftentimes begged one whom I find maddening and fascinating and intolerably annoying, one without whom I cannot exist. Now, at this point in Interview with the Vampire, we haven't met the vampire Armand, but I think it's important to note that everyone who comes in contact with, with Lestat is enchanted by him. And I think that's what's so interesting about how they portray him in the series and again, this isn't this isn't spoilers. This is all based on the fact that you have these previews showing all of the charisma and all of the the charm 
that this character has and Sam Reed's brilliance in bringing it to life. I mean, you really get to see all of those things and it's a wonder to behold. It's, it's an absolute wonder to behold. And I, it only increases my excitement to see how it's going to come to life later on. Speaking of which, after Interview with the Vampire is obviously the vampire list stat, and that's the, the book that kind of launches everything. And I think one of the most interesting things is when Lestat himself provides an introduction. And that's what the vampire Lestat is. I mean, he, he wakes up and discovers that Louis's written this book and he wants to be a rock star and, and he wants to tell the story of his life. He wants to get out of the shadows and reveal the secrets of the vampires. And, and that's where, you know, that's where it all kind of kicks off. And that's where it makes it really interesting when you think about how they've crafted the series with Louis going back 50 years later to revise and give this interview again in a way that he was never able to at that point. This Louis has read the Vampire Lestat. He's experienced all of these things. He has a different perspective of his maker now. So when you hear him talking about Lestat and you see them having these experiences that aren't negative. Most of the experiences they describe in Interview with a Vampire aren't happy memories, but in the series, they are happy because as Lestat points out and what we talked about in, in the previous uh, podcast is that there's a lot of things that Louis wasn't aware of and that he didn't, he didn't mention in his first interview. So they're kind of going back and, and, and clearing some things up. And, and that means that we get to have a much more um, enjoyable version of Lestat. But switching over to the vampire Lestat, this is how he introduces himself. I'm the vampire Lestat. I'm immortal, more or less. The light of the sun, the sustained heat of an intense fire, these things might destroy me. But then again... They might not. I'm six feet tall, which was fairly impressive in the 1780s when I was a young mortal man. It's not bad now. I have thick blonde hair, not quite shoulder length, and rather rather curly, which appears white under fluorescent light. My eyes are gray, but they absorb the colors of blue or violet easily from surfaces around them. And I have a fairly short, narrow nose and a mouth that is well-shaped, but just a little too big for my face. It can look very mean or extremely generous, my mouth. It always looks sensual. But emotions and attitudes are always reflected in my entire expression. I have a continuously animated face. And then he goes on to, you know, talk about his adventures, waking up and, and discovering the new century and the new world and, and the, the world that had sprung up around him while he was sleeping in that grave in New Orleans. And... What I find interesting is that when you look at his voice, you really see how much of the vampire Lestat comes out in Sam Reed's portrayal of Lestat in the series. The whole book is a story of, of Lestat's life, and there's so many amazing moments that play out. And I, I it's one of the most re-readable books in the Vampire Chronicles, because there's so much insight into Lestat's character. But even, you know, when you read 
the Vampire Lestat, which was published in 1985, if you look ahead and you, you return to Lestat in 2014 and Prince Lestat, it's so interesting to, to hear the evolution of his character and his voice. So there's something really pure and satisfying about this, about the Vampire Lestat, because it's, it's his first foray into the public eye. But you really get a sense of who he is. And even in 1985, when he reconnects with Louis, um, at the end of the book, you know, as, as he's getting ready for this concert, he, he reconnects with Louis. And Louis had, Louis had been receiving messages through the bars, the Vampire Connection bars, and hearing that, you know, that the Lestat was on the move. And here, you know, Louis didn't realize that Lestat was alive. He had no idea until he just showed up and was, you know, was, became a rock star. So Louis there to kind of try, try to talk him out of it. If anybody can, it would be Louis because Lestat's bond with Louis is, is unlike anything else. So Louis trying to convince him and you can really hear when you see all of these, when you see the montage of, of Lestat's moments in that clip that, that we're talking about that inspired this podcast, you hear, you, you, you hear and you see Lestat's desire to be a, to be the brat prince. You see it. There's, there's no separating the character, whether he's being cruel or he's being funny or he's being, uh, the lover or, you know, whatever his role is, he's always over the top. And you really hear that come out in this conversation. Louis trying to convince him at the end of the vampire Lestat that he has to stop this concert. Something is going to happen. And Lestat says, Louis, I mean for something and everything to happen. I mean for all that we've, we have to change. What are we but leeches now? Loathsome, secretive, without justification. The old romance is gone. So let us take on a new meeting. I crave the bright lights as I crave blood. I crave the divine visibility. I crave war. And, you know, naturally this doesn't sit well with, uh, with Louis, but Louis's not going to talk him out of it. He's going to try, though, and he says, Lestat, don't go on the stage tomorrow night. Let the films and the book do what you want, but protect yourself. Let us come together and let us talk together. Let us have each other in this century the way we never did in the past. And I do mean all of us. Naturally, that really resonated with Lestat, but he's not ready to say to give up. He wants to go on, but he's very touched by the offer. And he says, very tempting, beautiful one. There were times in the last century when I would have given almost anything to hear those words. And we will come together and we will talk, all of us, and we will have each other. It will be splendid, better than it ever was before. But I am going on the stage. I am going to be Lelio again, the way I never was in Paris. I will be the vampire Lestat for all to see. A symbol, an outcast, a freak of nature something loved, something despised, all of those things. I tell you, I can't give it up. I can't miss it. And quite frankly, I'm not the least afraid. So there you have it. That's, if somebody had to write a thesis on who the vampire Lestat is, that would be my argument, is that Lestat is someone who lives in the limelight when he's not able to be front and center no matter what stage it is, whether it's a, a poker game or 
sitting with his family, sitting with Louis and Claudia, when he isn't the center of attention, that's when he starts to get unsettled. But when he is the center of attention, he's a joy to behold. And obviously I'm a little biased because Lestat is my favorite character, followed closely by Marius and obviously Louis and Armand and Daniel. Oh my God. I love every, every character, but Lestat is, Lestat was my gateway drug. And I think I explained that in an earlier podcast about how I resonated with Lestat over every other character. But what you really see, and I, what I hope you see after listening to this podcast is that you can really see how the showrunners have pulled all of these versions of Lestat together to create the version that's in the series. Sam Reed is presenting all of these versions of Lestat and in that combination is a joy to behold. It really is something to see because you really start to to realize that he's not one dimensional. And in the, the the version that Louis was describing in the first interview is not the version that actually existed. And and that's why Louis is going back and, and revising his his story because now in 2022, he realizes that there was a lot that he didn't know at the time. So when he gave that initial interview, he had no idea that that, that was, you know, that was the sum of Lestat and that there were so many things he didn't know. So it's really exciting to think that this is, this is the Lestat that we have. And I can't wait to get into to more books and more stories with this character. So Thank you so much for bearing with me. I know that was a a long spiel, but there was a lot to talk about today. And I can't wait to get into my character portrait with Louis. I have so many notes and and you should see my books are all marked up and and, uh, ready to share that with you. So I'll have that in the next couple of days. But thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you for sticking with me and and supporting the podcast. And again, I just want to remind you, if you haven't already, to uh, subscribe to the podcast leave a review, send me comments on Twitter at Sarah Beth Pollock. And, um, and yeah, so until next time, vampire friends, we will, uh, we will talk again soon. Thank you so much and enjoy, enjoy these days because I can't, Oh, I know I was just about to end the podcast, but we're just a few days away from the premiere of inter- interview with a vampire. And it's so good. It is so good. You're going to love it. So yes, enjoy this moment because it's, your life will change after you see the series. Just trust me. Thank you so much. And we'll talk soon.